Elementary music teacher friend, you love what you do, but you might feel unappreciated and, in fact, unseen some days. You may even feel like you're on a music teacher island and just want to connect with other music teachers who can relate to both your struggles and wins when it comes to teaching elementary music. I get you and understand completely the feelings you're having. That's why each and every week, the Elementary Music Teacher Podcast will provide you with solo and guest episodes that will help you realize you're not alone in your music teaching journey. Throughout each episode, my goal is for you to be able to walk away with actionable steps and ideas to help you feel like you're ready to take on the new week with whatever challenges may be thrown your way. Hi, I'm your host, Jessica Peresta, and I'm so glad you're here. Whether you're at home, in your car, in the shower, or wherever else you're listening, grab your cup of coffee or whatever other beverage is nearby and listen in to the Elementary Music Teacher Podcast. I'm Christy Hemingway, host of Ed Curation, a part of the Education Podcast Network just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Hey, music teacher friend. I want to let you know about a free guide called Five Steps to Simplifying Your Lesson Planning. We know as an elementary music teacher how stressful it can be planning lessons every single week for all the grade levels you teach that need to meet the state or national standards, that will reach different learning styles, and that are also fun and engaging for your students. If you've had thoughts like, am I doing this whole lesson planning thing right? Then check out this guide. It will help you with lesson planning with ease. So simply head to subscribe.thedomesticmusician.com forward slash simplifying lesson planning or check out the link in the show notes. Welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode is how the school year is a marathon and not a sprint. Now I am going to start out by saying I'm not a runner. I I did couch to 5K if you've ever heard of that app. And then I say I went back to the couch. I'm not a runner. I love walking. I I just have never been a runner. But I am very impressed and intrigued by those friends of mine who take, you know, or do full marathons or half marathons. And I also really love watching running on, you know, the Olympics or whatever it might be. I'm just really impressed by the whole process. And I got to thinking about the difference between a sprint and a marathon. And a sprint is what it sounds like. It is a sprint. You go from the start to the finish line in as fast a way as possible. It's a race, usually against other runners to see who can get there first. And a marathon is also a race, but it is longer. It is going from the start to the finish line in a longer path. It is usually a lot more miles to run and you have to pace yourself a little bit more. So this episode came to my mind because I started thinking about conversations I've had with music teachers, even over the last week about this feeling of um, where you are in the school year and burnout starts to set in, let's be honest, for a lot of reasons. There are a lot of underlying reasons. Overwhelm sets in. And I've done a lot of episodes on this podcast about that. Maybe it is uh, your you know, classroom management is 
your, your connection with your students is just not where you want it to be. And that can be overwhelming or you're not getting the support from other teachers or your admin that can cause overwhelm. Or maybe you're just second guessing yourself a lot. There's a lot of different things and reasons overwhelm sets in. But today's episode, I'm going to break down. You might be feeling overwhelmed just because of the season of where you are in the school year. And so stick with me. I'm going to break this down in a way that's easy to understand. When you're thinking of each quarter of the school year, there are four quarters, like a marathon and not a sprint, you'll be able to identify what season you're in. And it'll start making a little bit more sense of, oh, I'm feeling this way because... I, I know that I, I'm not going to feel this way forever, or maybe I didn't even feel this way a month ago, but you're feeling a certain way because of what season of the school year you're in. Where a sprint is what's happening in the music room each day and each week, a marathon is the ongoing teaching happening throughout the school year. So I'm going to break this down by quarters, which are nine weeks, obviously, and tell you my thoughts around the marathon happening in your music room. Let's start with the first quarter. The first quarter is anticipation of what the school year is going to look like. You're excited. You are, you just finished summer break. And so of course, a little bit of you is like, "Eh, I'm not really ready. I want to stick with summer break. But part of you is you are excited to see your students. You're anticipating what the school year is going to look like. You're ready to implement new ideas. Maybe you learned over the summer. You went to some incredible workshops and you got some new ideas. You just are excited to implement because you're not sure if they're going to work out amazingly well with your kiddos, but you're excited to get in there and at least try. You are excited to set your classroom up. You have maybe some new posters or new ideas of how to arrange your classroom. And you're just excited as you're in there setting up your classroom. I don't know if you're anything like me, but when I was setting up my classroom, I'd have loud music playing and I'd be just kind of standing there looking at the walls going, hmm, what could I put there? Or where do I want to arrange my instruments? Or how do I want the students to sit? And I would just kind of have fun setting up the room and putting up bulletin boards and things like that, getting my shelves ready to go. And that is part of the excitement when you're, if you are a runner, like I said, I apologize, I'm not, but when you are a runner, and I've had a conversation with a friend who she runs marathons like pretty much everyone that's <laughs> that comes up, she signs up for them. And she's told me the excitement of running, up, um, not running the race, well, the excitement of running the race, but the excitement of signing up for the race, thinking about it, anticipating it, getting ready for it, training for it. I can kind of equate that to beginning the school year, even before you step into the first quarter, thinking about it over the summer, getting ready, getting in there, setting up your classroom during teacher work days. All of that is probably equates perfectly to the beginning of a marathon. Now let's switch to second quarter. This So so first quarter is usually the months of, in the U.S. at least, the months of, let's say, either August through eh, September, October-ish, or September through October, November-ish. It just depends on where in the where you live in the U.S. and where your school year starts. So second quarter then would be, let's say, I'm going to use Arkansas as an example because we do go August through May. So second quarter for us would be October through December, probably middle of December. And so second quarter leads up to winter break. And there's also a few other days built in for days off in there as well. Uh, Like November, you usually get a week off or a few days off at least. 
And so second quarter, usually, you know, there's some built in days off. You look forward to that. You're like, okay, I can kind of anticipate I'm about to get a longer break over winter break. There's also usually for music teachers, definitely depends on you. This is just a general rule of usually you're asked to put on some kind of winter performance with whatever grade level that might be. And so there is a lot of program and performance prep there. So your teaching doesn't take a halt by any means, but it just shifts a little bit uh, for at least one of the grade levels because you have program program and performance prep. So there's something to work towards. There's a goal that you're working towards. And I think that's important for any of the quarters is having goals to work towards, which of course that ties in perfectly with the units and the concepts you're teaching to your students, but always have some kind of goal in mind and that will keep your motivation going. But one of the goals for second quarter, and of course this is for a lot of the quarters, you're going to have different programs and performances, but winter programs is usually a big deal as well as maybe like a winter sing-along, or maybe you have some kind of honors choir that goes and sings in the community or whatever it might be. But you're still excited to teach. And by now you've kind of fallen into a rhythm. Your students have as well. They know your expectations, your procedures. Everything is just kind of going according to plan most of the time. The energy level of your students by this point is, especially towards the end of the second quarter, is a little bit more because let's be honest, uh, of course this again, depends on where you live in the, in the U.S. And if you're listening from other countries, this obviously depends on where you live as well. But I know in Arkansas, as an example, in towards the end of the second quarter, it gets colder. And so a lot of the kiddos are not able to go outside as much. And so they're cooped up. This is where you as a teacher, you're designing lessons that are um, a little bit more engaging, not that you're not ever including lessons that are engaging, but lessons that have the kids up moving more and are, um, but you just know, you just accept it. You just expect the energy is going to go up toward the end of the second quarter, but you're still excited about teaching. You know that the kids' behavior is due to the fact that winter breaks around the corner and you are also excited about winter break coming up around the corner but you're also starting to feel maybe like teaching is a little bit more repetitive and classroom management issues may increase. Maybe you're like, although I have a routine, I'm starting to get a little burnt out with it. It's starting to be a little bit like Groundhog Day in here because I'm doing the same thing every day, same schedule every day. I, you know, maybe I have the same warm up I start with every day and I end class the same way every day. So maybe think of new ways to change that up. If that's starting to feel like I'm in the second quarter of the school year, I'm starting to feel a little bit more like I need to do something else. Maybe after winter break, I'll start thinking about that. Second quarter is sometimes also when your mindset doubts start kicking in to high gear. You're maybe starting to doubt your impact at times where first quarter, yeah, you could have a little bit of that. The second quarter that starts to kind of kick into high gear because you're like, all right, am I doing a good enough job? Was that program or performance as good as Sally Sue down the street? Are my students having, you know, behavior issues in here because it's winter break or is it me not doing a good enough job connecting with them? Sometimes these are when the doubts will really start to kick into high gear, go and then you go into winter break and then you come back third quarter and let's talk about that. In my opinion, and you may not agree with me, and that's okay, but uh, you probably, in the third quarter, this may be when you start to feel the most tired, and it is, in my opinion, the longest stretch of the school year. I know, like I said, it depends on where you live and the schedule you have, but I know third quarter is usually when there's not as many breaks built in, 
sometimes this is when spring break is, but sometimes that's in the fourth night weeks, but it just seems like the days go on for eternity. Third night weeks is the longest stretch. There's not really a break coming up. It's not the beginning of the school year. There's no winter break coming up. Sometimes it is spring break, but it is still just the longest stretch for some reason. Um, the days get a little bit nicer sometimes in the springtime, but it just feels sometimes like the most tiring. You come back after winter break and you may feel you still love teaching. That's not the case that you're not loving teaching anymore. But sometimes you start wondering if you can keep doing this. You're like, oh my gosh, I've been doing this now for 18 weeks of school. And I'm like, okay, this is becoming a little tiring. I'm I'm a little run down. Even though I just came back from winter break, I'm just, okay, I'm, I'm not quite ready to be here again. And all maybe your ideas that, not maybe all of them, but a lot of your ideas that maybe work towards the beginning of the school year, you're finding they're not resonating with your students anymore. You're not really sure what happened. You're all of a sudden dealing with some new behavior issues. Let's be honest, sometimes you're fourth and fifth graders, especially fifth grade. And I know you also probably teach sixth, seventh, eighth, a lot of you as well. But um, so let's say fifth grade is starting to be a little bit too cool for school and you're just dealing with these new behaviors that are popping up. And that a lot of times will start happening in the third quarter. Uh, and so all of these different issues start taking place that you're you're just not even expecting or they come up out of the blue. And maybe also the adrenaline from the beginning of the year has turned into exhaustion and fatigue. Even though you just had winter break, you're just kind of like, oh my gosh, I'm getting in my car, driving there, and I'm just kind of feeling a little ho-hum about things. And I I know I'm called to do this career. I love teaching elementary music, but I'm also kind of at the place where I'm just feeling a little bit exhausted. That's normal to feel that. I feel like third nine weeks, this is not talked about a lot, but the third quarter is when a lot of the exhaustion sets in that maybe you just have never experienced in the other nine weeks. And I feel like, in my opinion, this is when you feel it the hardest. So I completely think that identifying that you're going to be feeling this way and accepting that it is normal. And also going back to episodes, we have talked about self-care on this podcast of really finding ways to take care of yourself and giving yourself true breaks and giving yourself um, time to really reflect and think about what's causing the overwhelm or just being okay with the fact that it's okay to come home and not think about school and it's okay to come home and take a complete break and just put everything that happened that day to the side and not thinking about it until you go back the next day. That is completely normal to get yourself through this third nine weeks. Maybe that's what you need to do. And if you are struggling to connect with your students or you're struggling to make it through the day or the week at times, maybe it is just about implementing some new ideas. Maybe it is just adapting your schedule that's happening in your classroom just a little bit. Maybe it's trying new things, facilitating new opportunities. Maybe it is, um, I don't know, just look at the way you're doing things and change it up a bit if it's not working the way it once did. And that just is a lot of it. That really is. It's about going to the drawing board sometimes and saying, all right, this isn't working. I'm tired of feeling exhausted. What can I do instead? And if you don't know, ask a teacher friend. You know, there's so many amazing communities out there, whether it's a Facebook group, the Instagram community is strong in the music teacher world. Twitter is where a lot of music teachers like to hang out. So ask, ask someone if you're not sure, I don't know what to do in the third nine weeks. I'm feeling a little stuck. 
then ask a teacher. Okay. I really think that implementing centers in the third night weeks, which I just did an episode. I have a solo episode on this podcast about that, but I also just did an episode with Alien Miracle about centers. I think the third night weeks is a great time to pull that into your music room because it just changes the pace of things and it helps you and your students to keep going, to not get burnout. Then the fourth night weeks, this is the final part of the marathon where, okay, you know the finish line is in sight. You have run the race. You have gotten through it. The endurance, you're you're like, okay, I, I, I'm, I'm at the end. I'm almost there. So you are starting to feel summer approaching. And along with that, so are your students. They're right there with you. You start finding fun activities to do with your students to get you to the finish line. You may also be at the point where you're preparing maybe a kindergarten promotion music in fifth grade. Maybe you are looking for some um, awesome activities maybe to do outside or some really fun wrap-up units to do with your kiddos. You're also maybe doing some collaboration with other teachers. Field day, maybe you're doing something really fun in the music room for field day or you've been asked to do be the DJ or whatever it might be, but adrenaline and excitement might set in again that you found at the beginning of the school year, that adrenaline may kick into high gear towards the end of the school year as well. You are realizing, oh, wait, I only have these students for nine more weeks of the school year. And you're, you're thinking of what have I not covered or what do I really want to do with them before the school year ends? Or is there a fun activity that I wanted to do, but I wanted to wait till the end of the nine weeks to do it? And along with that, sometimes you start realizing, just like a marathon, you're you're like, oh my gosh, I'm almost finished. I can't believe I did this. You're starting to realize how much you truly have accomplished over the school year. Not only that, you're going to miss some of your students, especially the ones moving on, let's say, middle school, or you know they're moving to a new state or whatever it might be, or they're not returning to your school. They're maybe going to a neighboring school or whatever it is you start realizing the connections you really have formed with these students. And in the fourth nine weeks, you're starting to all these different mindset things that where, yeah, you still have these mindset issues creep in, but the mindset now is, oh my gosh, we're almost done. Oh my gosh, I'm going to miss these students. I can't believe we've gotten this far. Look at how much we've accomplished over the nine weeks and over the school year for that matter. So when you are considering your music classroom, Think of it like a marathon. The mindset issues that will pop up are normal. The different ways you're feeling throughout the school year is normal. The, I don't know if I can keep going, or am I connecting with my students right? Or these lessons used to work and now they're not. Or my students used to love to sing and now my fifth graders are pushing back on that. All of these feelings, if you talk to any music teacher, of course, it's going to depend on who the person is. But most of the time, the, the marathon is broken down into four, nine weeks, and it's going to look differently along your path of the school year. So identify where you are in the school year and then think about, oh, okay, I have run a marathon. I'm at, I'm like three-fourths of the way through, or maybe you're listening to this and you're at the beginning of the school year, or maybe you're listening to this podcast and you're in that second nine-week stretch and you know I've run a little bit of the race. We have a long way to go, but maybe I'm feeling this way because of where I'm at in the school year. So I hope you found this episode helpful, and my main goal with this episode was for you to honestly just identify, like I said, where are you at 
and how are you feeling and look at that, maybe chart it out, maybe draw a path and put the four, nine weeks there and literally highlight where you're at in the school year so you can see how far you've come and remind yourself that you are running a marathon. It's not a sprint, it's a marathon and you're doing a better job than you think you are. You're pacing yourself. You're almost to the finish line. So keep going, friend, and I will see you soon. Well, hey there. Thank you so much for listening into the Elementary Music Teacher Podcast. There is an exclusive Facebook group just for listeners of this podcast and any elementary music teacher called the Elementary Music Teacher Community Facebook Group. Come on over and join us there where we have conversations around the podcast episodes and encourage each other each and every week. And also head to my website, thedomesticmusician.com. I have some free resources there that you can download to help you gain traction in your classroom today as well as the blog and the membership site and all kinds of other goodies to help you keep going in your music teaching journey. I cannot wait to keep connecting with you and encouraging you and spurring you on in your journey of teaching elementary music. Hang in there, have an amazing week, and I will see you soon.